It is time now for our tech feature. We're going to be joined by Toby Shepshank, editor-in-chief of Stuff. Um, and uh, uh, I also just have to ask Toby, as we talk about the state of tech startups funding in Africa, about what we were talking about earlier. Toby, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm still very good. How are you? Good, good. So it's, earlier we were speaking about fears about the future and technological advancements. Some are afraid of self-driving cars. Others are afraid of cloning. I'm, I'm afraid that I'll drop my child off and I'll pick up a clone and no one will believe that that's not my child because the DNA, everything will match. And you being in the space of tech and stuff, do you have any fears about the future and the possibilities? Yeah, I mean, my, my fears are, my fears are, are, are less. Um, I mean, scenario you're talking about is a very science fiction movie. We're just, we're just not there yet. I, I worry more than anything else about, not about the technology per se, but the use of technology. Mm. So, you know, we grew up, I'm sure, I'm sure you're a lot younger than me, you're a Lebechile, but I grew up with a telephone attached to the wall with a So with did a I. And we had yeah. to dial a ring. You had to move it all the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so we grew up without social media. I've got a friend who's got four daughters. The, f- the first three are avid readers. The mm. youngest one isn't, and she thinks it's because of social media. Mm. That's by no means exhaustive. But, but what I fear for is, is what a kid's, what are kids going to consume? They're, gonna, mm. they're not going to consume, say, there's something about Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter in the beginning where you could select what you wanted to see or, mm. or, or how you'd get it. Something like TikTok doesn't even go there. TikTok tells you what it thinks you should mm. read. And that's what I think is dangerous. I think those algorithms that create a personalized feed for people are, are particularly scary and damaging. I think, think about what happened with the 2016 election in America. People who want to do influence the, the election, be they teenagers in, mm. in Moldova who were trying to you know, strike a rich or Russian operatives trying to influence the outcome, um, you could buy you know, the names and, and, and likes of people. And, and you know, you know what's preferred. interesting, Toby, about what you're saying yeah. is that that's not even the future, that's literally the present. The, exactly. That's, that's so, the so, era we are living in right now. Yeah, so, so if you, you can kind of work out the difference between a Republican and a Democrat, for instance, and off you go and you can, you know, that's what they did. The, these, these secretive Russian agencies, you know, showed Republicans crazy things like Pizzagate, which was some crazy idea that the Democrats were running a, a, a child's prostitution or child pornography ring uh, out of a pizza house, you know, mm. and, and like, so, so that kind of stuff is very much there. That's, that's what I fear. I fear that, that we will lose even more control over what we are, what we are shown, what we see. And of mm. course, youngsters are susceptible to this. Facebook has, has been, has been exposed by numerous whistleblowers that it knew how much damage was being done mm. to, to teenagers' mental health, especially young girls. And they carried on doing it. I mean, there was a, there was a story in the last week or two that 100,000 sexual attempts are made on, on Instagram uh, uh, users a day. 100,000, you know, sexually overt uh, attempts to communicate or groom young, young children. I mean, this is just diabolical. So... So we have no control over what the the, the youngsters see or, or who can communicate with them. I mean, thankfully, Europe has has their head screwed on, mm. and, and 
thanks to the European Union, there's going to be some some rationality in this. And what the big tech firms have been able to do, Lebechile, is get away with with not being quote unquote a publisher. There's a yes. thing called Section yes. 230 of the US, one of the US laws, and and that makes the the, the, the technology platforms are not responsible for what people post on it, which is just you know crazy. It's it should never be the case. Um, and that's going to be that's going to be turned around. But e- the EU is not having any of it, and they're not interested. And and disinformation is going to be a real problem this year with with the elections. I mean, in the states, there are robocalls, which are you probably get them as much as I do. People yes. cloning you with so, spam. So so before we run out of time, because <laughs> I think this is definitely a conversation that we could have. Just you know, especially as we approach the elections, is the realities of fake news and misinformation that's just easily available. When we think about the, the, the startups and funding. What is the state at the moment knowing that the economies aren't doing that well? Is money still being directed in that way when it comes to tech startups? Um, no, last year was a, was a bad one for tech startups. I mean, I've written year after year how, how well the startups have done and how much money they've made. Last year was a pretty bad one. Um, it dropped 27.8% to $2.4 billion dollars. That's according to the African Tech Startup Funding Report. It's produced by some smart guys from Disrupt Africa. And it just shows you just how tough the world was last year. Inflation was a lot more damaging to economies, I think, than than the, the two years of COVID. So there's a lot less capital, spending capital, as it were, in, in the market. Um, you know, startups are struggling to find money, and you see that across the world but specifically also in Africa. Uh, this is the first time since 2016 that, that there's been a decrease. I mean, it's just been going up and up and up in the, in the, the last few years. So this last year was the year that uh, the, the researchers thought with the African tech startup scene would hit $3 billion, but it didn't. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like all economic cycles, I think. Um, we're going to see... You know, things go up and things go down. Interestingly, Nigeria has fallen to uh, number four of the of the big four um, startup companies, um, behind Kenya, Egypt, and South Africa, which is fascinating. I mean, I, I don't think people are aware of just how much innovation is happening in these these hotspots in the south, and the east, and the west, and and the north. You know, to, uh, Egypt has a very interesting uh, startup culture. A lot of people associate with innovation in Africa with Kenya and the miracles of Mpesa and, and, and micropayments, and they are amazing. Um, you cannot function in, in Kenya or East Africa without Mpesa, and it doesn't belong to a bank, which is what's fascinating. The, the primary form of funding is, is actually owned by Vodacom. Uh, Safaricom, the, the Kenyan operator, is, is not part of Vodacom as opposed to its parent Vodafone. Um, and Nigeria, of, of course, has, has been, a, has been a, a, a hotbed of innovation just as much as has Ghana. South Africa tends to have much more later stage innovations. And we've got some great companies, Yoko, Sweep South. Uh, they're lots what of what really do you mean good- by later stage? So that means you're looking for, for angel funding right in the beginning. Oh, yes. You're kind of looking for, you know, the, 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 the funding market is set, separated into do you need a million rand, do you need five million rand, mm. do you need 20 million rand. You know, if you're lucky enough, you're talking in those figures in dollars. So, so that's, that's kind of South Africa tends to have some very innovative companies 
around Stellenbosch, around Randburg in the in the TV space near DSTV, um, and and they you know they're often looking for 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 much deeper or much bigger investments, which is where the industry calls it later stage. Okay, so for what advice would you give for tech startups in this country? Have a good idea and have a have a good business plan. You know, it's it's, it's the mantra of of the startup industry for the you know the last fifteen years. A good idea is nothing without a good business plan, and that's and that's really it. it. You know, if people if there's a need for it, um, I have a startup myself, and and there's definitely a need for it. But you have to have a a business model for it. Um, and you have to make yourself sustainable. So, so that's what, what people are looking for, a good idea with a, a good business model. I can tell you that I get sent a lot of press releases from new startups and what they're doing. And the, the mistake they all make is they send you this jargon-filled press release or email claiming world-first, best-of-breed mm. solutions. You know, people don't speak jargon if you're an entrepreneur and, you, mm. and you're looking for either investment or coverage. Speak English. Everybody else speaks English. You know, mm. Speaking a foreign language called jargon is, is very unpalatable to the people who read the documents. And I think that's some really, really good advice. Make it simple, make it easy for people to become emotionally invested so they can become financially invested in what it is that you are proposing.